Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Chris, I had to get the bat signal ready. I felt like it had been eons since we last recorded a State of the Nova Nation episode. Although it was just in April, it wasn't too long ago. But at the same time, you know, just not doing it every Tuesday and Thursday, it's kind of taking a toll in the sense that I, I've gotten a little too relaxed here. I still know how to work at this soundboard. Still got all the recording mechanisms going. I'm Eugene Pay. He's Chris Danziel. And this is the draft decision special episode of the State of the Nova Nation. We just had to talk about this. We had Mike J texting me. You texted me a little bit. And yesterday was just too big of a day to talk about. There's no way that we could just not talk about what happened. Because if you told me back in November 2017 that we were going to have four Wildcats leaving for the NBA draft, I would have said, where can I get some of that? Because I would have not expected it at all. But here we are, way ahead of schedule, on this beautiful final day of May talking about how we will have four Wildcats, Jalen Brunson, Mikhail Bridges, Dante DiVincenzo, and Amari Spellman committing to the NBA draft process. Obviously, the first two guys wasn't a shock. We knew it was happening. There was a lot of speculation that these two guys were going to go. They made their announcements formally after the season ended, got an agent, went through the process, yada, yada. But then we had Dante DiVincenzo and Amari Spellman. They had until May 30th to come up, make up their mind. And we had DiVincenzo make a formal Instagram post a couple of days ago. And then just yesterday, yesterday afternoon, Amari Spellman made things official with an Instagram post saying that he too was also going to the NBA draft. Chris, here we are after the second national championship in three years, we're about to have four Wildcats go into the NBA draft. This is bonkers. Yeah, this is pretty wild considering it is, uh, May, and we're talking about uh, college basketball. I, when we talked last talked about Villanova and won the national championship back in April, me personally, I was just kind of like, all right, season's over, great championship. I lived that up for about a couple of days, and then I was on the baseball season, and I've been wrapped up in baseball season. And next thing you know, it's decision day for the NBA draft. And like you said, if you had told me as well back in November that four Wildcats would be going to the draft, that would be, uh, I would not believe you, not even in the slightest. And I was the one in the beginning of last year detracting this team saying, oh, how are they going to score? Who, who's going to really rise up? It's just going to be Jalen and Bridges is going to regress. And now Jalen's going to be a, probably a first round pick. Bridges is a lottery pick most likely. Spellman, we don't know yet. And then Dante, obviously, probably rising up into the first round based on what uh, some NBA GMs have been saying. This is pretty nuts because I don't know about you, but me personally, I've kind of grown accustomed to the fact that Villanova just gets guys that stay three to four years. And, you know, the fact that Amari's leaving after, I know it's technically two, but we only got to see him for one year. As a fan, I feel pretty robbed of that because I really wanted to see Omari Spellman play for at least a couple years on the main line. Would have been real cool to see what he could have done especially this year upcoming. Dante, I know he played for three years. He had the redshirt freshman year. This is pretty crazy. It, it just, I think it just shows how far this program has come as well and what Jay has done in just in terms of developing these type of players. Yeah, we'll get to that in just a moment. But if Philadelphia can have four first-round draftees, 
that would be a pretty big statement for the program, especially when a lot of people knock on Villanova for not really having the pro prospects or they have quote-unquote system guys that are good for the college game that don't pan out in the NBA. But if the desire is there and we see all four guys go first round, that would be awesome. But like you mentioned, it is a little bittersweet. We were getting a little too comfortable there. We hadn't had a guy leave early for the NBA draft in a few years. I guess when was the last time? Malik Waynes and Dominic Cheek? Like the, yeah, they were the yeah, last they, day, right? They don't. They don't count. <laughs> I, I honestly probably I, I can't. I can't even think of the last time someone actually left early. The only time I was legitimately scared was Hart two years ago, and then Scotty Reynolds back in going into the 0-9-10 season. But other than that, I don't even remember there ever being like a big ordeal about this at all. Yeah, I guess before that, you would have to look at Lowry. Yeah, was, I was going to say Lowry's probably the last one to really leave early and have of uh, be you know sign- a significant player the year before. We were just getting a little too comfortable there, a little too spoiled. It is bittersweet. On one hand, you know, you like you said, what Amari Spellman could have done next year could have been monstrous you know we got to see free omari for one year but just imagine what another year of development could have done for him going in that system he would have been the man and if dante DiVincenzo came back he would have been awesome too there is no doubt in my mind but we're i guess you could say as a villanova fan we are a little robbed of that but at the same time you got to give them props i just tip my hat to them they really played a very great ncaa tournament they're riding the wave. We had DiVincenzo kill it at the combine. Highest standing vertical leap, just crushing it in the drills. And then you had Spellman, who, I don't know about you, but I've been watching interviews, and it kind of looked like for a while that some days it seemed like he was gone, and then other days it looked like he was coming back. But we got that final decision yesterday afternoon. Chris, let's just look at these guys. I mean, Brunson and Bridges, they made it clear like a few weeks after the national championship that they were going to be out. What do you have to say about them? What do you have to say about their draft prospects? And overall, you know, these are two guys that we've grown to love, especially Jalen Brunson. I mean, I remember when we were talking about when he first committed and then you had Mikhail Bridges when he came in kind of an enigma, a little underweight redshirted that first year but then once he was able to participate it was clear that he was going to be a star and boy did he really kick it up last year yeah for sure those two guys it's funny those two guys were probably the most important pieces last year and they were the ones getting forgotten about in this whole draft process because everyone was so wrapped up with uh, um, Amari and Dante's decisions I see Jalen like I guess in terms of predictions, probably going late first, maybe early second. I would love to see him on the Spurs. I don't know why. I, I just feel like he would be a perfect fit for them. I know the Sixers also have a late pick in the first round, so he might, he could possibly end up there as well. I know Philly likes staying local. And with regards to Bridges, yeah, he's. I, I said before, he's probably a lottery lottery pick. It would stun me if he dropped out of lottery. But you see some mock, mock drafts out there. You see him, some with top five, top six projections. And then I've seen others where he's like the tail end of the lottery. So he's got a little bit of a volatility of, the, of that range there. I've convinced myself already, though. I, I think he's going to the Knicks. I don't know why, and I feel so bad for him if he does go to the Knicks. But if he goes to the Knicks, I think that's the type of player the Knicks want. They want that wing with the 3 and D type player. I mean, who wouldn't want Mikael Bridges, honestly? But I don't know. I feel like some of these teams picking in the top five might be a little more intrigued by a Bamba or a Jaron Jackson. Not that I wouldn't, but I think that's the route they might go. 
So then Bridges might slip to that 9-10 position where it's like Nick Sixers. He can honestly end up with the Sixers as well. But with regards to their Villanova careers, obviously Jalen was like the first. I, I won't. I, I never forget where like I, he was like the first recruit where I remember where I was when he committed, and that was a big, big, big ordeal to get that type of guy with him playing understudy to Arch for a little bit. You know, learning the ropes and all, and then basically able to take over and flourish sophomore and junior year, and then doing that accelerated program. I think he was for in terms of graduating. So. We kind of expected him to graduate, leave in three years, but man, was it a fun three years with him, two national championships, obviously. And then Bridges, I know I was hard on him in the beginning of last year. I expected his shooting to progress because I just didn't think he was that great of a shooter. And boy, was I wrong. And I am so glad I was wrong because I just, I don't know, I was just so wrapped up with his freshman shooting stats for whatever reason. But he has developed into a, a fantastic player. And I think that's pretty much an understatement right there. To see what he's become just shows how Jay is able to just take these guys who are ranked 80s, 90s in the ESPN 100 and then turn them into superstars is absolutely phenomenal. And they're probably my two favorite players from uh, in the past couple of years, that's for sure. Now with Mikael Bridges, I think it's pretty obvious. He's definitely going to be a lottery. I see him going either in that ninth spot to the Knicks or 10th to the Sixers. I know the Knicks have been clamoring for him. Well, not Knicks, but Knicks Twitter, Knicks fandom. I, the Knicks have definitely been interested in him, and he would totally fit. I mean, the Knicks, they need a wing, and either him or the other Bridges, the not-as-fun Bridges over there in Michigan State, can be a totally good fit for them. But I know that Knicks Twitter has been all over him, especially when you've seen some of those big-time performances he's had at the Garden. They know what he's capable of. They've seen him do it against Gonzaga. That was really his real coming out game. And then in that Big East tournament final, just taking over in overtime over Providence, that was big time. But to your credit, I don't think a lot of people saw the offensive leap that he was going to take last year. We all knew him as a defender, but the jump offensively was totally welcome. I don't think anyone was complaining about that. And it really, I think in my opinion, solidified along with some big-time performances, solidified his spot in the lottery as a draft pick. And there's no question I see him going top 10. I would be surprised if he falls out of it. I know, like you said, mock drafts are all over the place, but that's kind of where I see him. And Jalen Brunson, I think he will be a first-round draft pick. I don't see him slipping to the second round, but who knows? Who knows what can happen on draft day? We've seen crazier things happen. But I honestly see him being mid to late first round. I would be surprised if he fell mid-second. Like, I would be surprised if he dropped after 40. Oh, now, oh, for sure. For sure. Now, when it comes to the other two guys, there's always this debate. Are they better off developing at Villanova? Or are they better off, you know, riding the wave, going to the NBA draft? We've seen big NCAA tournament performances lift guys to being drafted. We've also seen it boost people's draft profiles and draft stock. I don't think that Dante DiVincenzo was in this position until the NCAA tournament, but when you play well, and especially when you dominate in the championship game like he did, you're definitely going to get a lot of hype for you. And just the way that he also performed at the Combine, he measured very well. And then Omari Spellman, I remember it was a hot debate in the VU Hoops Slack chat. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Is this a legitimate fear to be afraid of him possibly going to the NBA after this season? And now we're seeing two of these guys go, where do you stand on the, are they better off developing at Villanova 
where they can be quote unquote the man, or would you rather them, you know, take your chances at the NBA first round draft pick? Maybe, maybe you go to the D League or should I say G League? Uh, where do you stand on that debate? I know it was a really hot topic. A lot of Villanova fans wanted to see these two guys come back, but at the same time, you can't really hate on them entirely for their decision. Yeah. So with regards to this, I, I just want to preface it with I think our last episode, I think I said both were staying, and I was pretty convinced of that too. I just, I don't know. I guess I just didn't factor in the combine. I, I didn't really realize they would probably perform well there. But at the same time, like we recorded that like the, the day after. They won the national championship, and I was like, all right, yeah, you know, it's great. They played a great tournament, but I don't know if the NBA is really going to take notice, and I was completely wrong on that again. So uh, props to them on their uh, combine performances and the way to shoot up their draft stock. But, yeah, uh, with regards to Dante, let's go with him first. I think he was better off going, and I'm not saying that because I ragged on him last year a bunch, but I think he was better off going because I just didn't, I don't see his stock getting any higher if he stays in college. You are riding the possibly the best championship game performance in quite some time. You're the most outstanding player. There's nothing more he could possibly do to shoot himself up draft boards. Maybe he replicates that next year, but God, would that be really hard to do? And even then, does that really put him in the lottery with some of these guys coming out? Like one, one, those one and dones and all, it would have been really tough. I he could have done it for sure, but I'm not exactly sure if he would have been able to. And with regards to Villanova, losing him isn't as big of a deal as Omari, as we'll get to in a bit. I think with Cremo coming in and some of these other freshmen, I, I think some of these guys need to play a little bit more. Samuels and all, I know it's not not the exact replica or the exact type of production we will get that's for sure it's going to be hard to replace Dante but at the same time at least it's it'll be easier to mitigate the points lost with Dante leaving now with Omari (laughs) I understand why he did it because I you had sent me a tweet earlier yesterday where Omari said something along the lines of I want to continue my development in the NBA because I'm afraid I might get hurt or something. If something happens in college, there's going to be a problem. And I get that. I fully understand that. I just think he's leaving a year too early. I just think he's a little raw. I guess he's kind of a little Chris Jenkins-esque with a little little bit of weight issue. But I don't, I don't think he's like out of shape or anything. But I think it would have been nice for him to stay in college and kind of refine his body a little bit more. Refine his game as well. I mean, obviously, he had a great tournament, like you said. But I, even then, I don't. I, if he stays in college and plays well again, which I think he could and should because he would be the guy, as you've mentioned, he would shoot up draft boards. I think he would be able to get lottery, tail end of lottery, mid-first round level. Right now, he's most mock drafts have him late first, early second round. I don't understand. I, that, that's why I kind of don't get it because I feel that he has such a high ceiling by playing another year or two, a year, a year another year in college that he would be able to really benefit himself with draft position like that. But like he said, if he gets hurt or if, you know, he has a bad season, then, you know, he might not be able to make up those dollars lost if he were to have a bad season and drop uh, drop down some draft boards. So I get it, but as a fan, I I wish he had come back. And I, and personally, I think he could, he should have stayed another year, but you know, all props to him. He gave everything to this, uh, last year's team, and I feel real bad for him because he got robbed of uh, his freshman year, his true freshman year, because of the NCAA. So I get it. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that he had said this, but now that I look at it, the writing is definitely on the wall. Um, this 
he told to John Fanta of Big East Digital, he told him, quote, I'm not a finished product yet. If I can finish that off in the NBA, as opposed to waiting another year in college where I could get injured or something could happen, why not finish my development off in the NBA? End quote. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, wow, how did I not see this sooner? He was definitely gone. Like you said, though, if they both had stayed, I could totally see them shooting up the draft boards, definitely mid to early first round for both of them. They would have balled out. But who knows? Maybe they get injured. Maybe something bad happens. But, yeah, at this point, and I think now it's there was this article by Sam Vincenti in The Athletic where he was talking about how second-round draftees do get guaranteed money, or for a lot of them now, there is guaranteed money. So at this point, I can see why he would go to the G League, even though it's not exactly a beautiful place, or know that that risk is definitely there. The fact that he might not stay on an NBA team, that it might get put down for a moment. But hey, you know, it seems like he's pretty well aware. He definitely knows more things than we would know. He definitely has insider feedback. So I'm pretty sure weighing his options, he feels comfortable enough that if the G League is there, sure. All right, fine. I'll finish developing. But I'd rather start getting paid now to completely understand, you know, make money, do what you love. Can't complain about that. But we have seen before where NCAA tournament performances have helped guys in the past. And, you know, obviously GMs and scouts and whatnot, they're not really supposed to have a recency effect or recency bias. But just look at RJ Hunter with Georgia State when they went on their little run. I don't think he was on anyone's draft board, but he got selected on draft night. Then you had CJ McCollum of Lehigh. You don't think if he helped upset Duke and Coach K and all them that he would have been a top 10 pick? I definitely think that had a part to do with it considering how he was a three-star high school player coming into college. And yeah, he could shoot the lights out, but when you have those marquee performances that everyone can think about, like, oh, do you remember when CJ McCollum and Lehigh upset Duke in the NCAA tournament? He had a big part of it. Those are two examples that come off the top of my head. I had a longer list earlier. I should have totally written it down yesterday. Um, Just a few guys who, with the way that they're able to play. Kemba Walker is another one. Dwayne Wade. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, when Marquette went on their Final Four run, he became a you know, commodity at that point. Yeah. Kemba, yeah. for sure. Shabazz, even. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I said Kemba, I immediately thought yeah. Shabazz, Shabazz after. Um, granted, yeah. Kemba, you know, he might have been selected to begin with, but he definitely played his way into the lottery. Or, you know, everyone right. during that ch- championship run knew who Kemba Walker was with that step-back jumper. And Shabazz Napier got the help of LeBron James, which got him. I don't even know if he's still in the league. I don't know what team he's nah, on. I, nah, I don't know, man. I don't pay for the NBA. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah Shabazz, if, they, if he did not have that giant run, which, by the way, I looked back at that the other day, and I didn't notice or realize that the closest game UConn played that year when they won the championship was that St. Joe's game in the first round where it went to, like, overtime. Yeah, that, that was a good game, though. I remember that. But, and then – they just caught fire, and no one was stopping them. That was that was for sure. Just kind of continue on your point about recency bias. It, that is, that's a great point. Like, it, and that's something that I guess I kind of forgot about when we were talking about uh, if we expected Dante or Amari to stay or not. Like, you would expect the GM not to fall for such a such a tactic, but it, it happened. It's something that I feel like every it happens in every sport, and you see it in hockey if they have like a great 
uh, World Junior Championship or something that those guys will shoot up draft boards. Uh, MLB, College World Series, stuff like that. Or, you know, if they play well in rookie ball, then they become a top prospect. And these prospect evaluators, you know, shoot them up their draft prospect lists and all. It happens in every sport. So I, I get it. But I didn't think it would, uh, you know, I didn't think it would, our guys would fall victim or not really victim to it, but I didn't think they would be subject to it and to an extent where they would uh, forego uh, season, their upcoming seasons in which I would expect them to stay at school. Yeah, looking back, I, I think I had one guy going. I, I don't know which one of the two, obviously, but I could have totally seen one guy going. But I guess two is a little surprising to me in the sense that, you know, I was ready for the reload. I was ready for the reload next year, but we're not going to get that. Where do you see Spellman and DiVincenzo going about how far in the draft? I guess it's really hard to pinpoint a team, but I would say the interest is definitely there for the both of them. Yeah, uh, I mean, right now, probably, they're probably not going to change that much. I, I'd say mid to late first for Dante, and I'd say late for, for Omari, late first, early second for Omari. I, I kind of... If Boston really wants to get their Alpha Horford replacement early, uh, they can go and pick uh, uh, Omari Spellman at 27. Other than that, maybe he drops to the second round. I That would be pretty heartbreaking for him to drop into the second round. But I don't know. Maybe Brooklyn in, or Atlanta in the late first. I don't exactly know their team needs. But, hey, imagine if Golden State takes him. That would be uh, pretty nuts. But, if yeah, if Dante as well – like I said, mid to late first. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't know exactly what team. I know Utah worked him out, so he's possible. The possibility at twenty one. Mock draft I'm looking at right now has him coming to Portland at twenty four. Again, I don't really know these teams' needs right now, but they're all. Both those guys are good players. Any team would be happy to have them. That's for sure. But I kind of. I'm kind of rooting for one of them to go to Golden State just to see what it would be like. Just to see if they get get a part of that rotation and see if they can. Uh, help contribute to that dynasty. I would love to see Brunson go there. Honestly, I could see it working out. I could totally see it yeah. working out. Yeah, I said Spurs, but I didn't realize they were 18th. I thought they would be a little bit later. Yeah, I, I can see Golden State being an option for Brunson too. I think all three of those guys, it's it, it's possible that Dante, Omari, and Jalen go like back to back to back. <laughs> all, all within the, those three picks there and wherever they end up, I don't know. You can end up with the Lakers. You can join Josh Hart there. You can join the Sixers could be a late, an option, as I've mentioned before. They could stay local. Again, I, I, I don't, I'm not exactly sure where, but I, I'd say that same range. What, what say you? you, you you're thinking the same thing, right? Yeah, I can see mid to late for Dante DiVincenzo. Um, for Spellman, I'd see late first, possibly second trickling in there, although I would like to see them all go first round. I think that would be big for everyone involved. All parties, but yeah, I honestly the only one I'm pretty dead sure on is Mikael Bridges going to either the Knicks or the Sixers. <laughs> that that I am pretty confident in. As for everyone else, I can't really pinpoint a team. I would say, I know you said Spellman to Boston, but I could totally see Divincenzo to Boston. Honestly, didn't he have lunch with Danny Ainge? Am I making uh, that up, or is that someone else? I ooh, that's a good question. I think you might be right. No, he definitely had a lunch with an exact. I'm not exactly sure with who. And I, I again, <laughs> all good options though. Late in the first round, except for uh, Brooklyn. So if they can go to like a Portland or a Lakers, I know the Lakers aren't great, but they have the potential to be good. Sixers, Boston, Golden State. Those are all good teams with uh, potential to win a championship next year. Uh, I would say so. So 
at least Philly and Boston, Golden State anyway. So, yeah, I'd, I'd be pretty happy to see one of those guys. Now, the question is, would you get a jersey or at least a jersey of one of them? Bridges, DiVincenzo, Spellman, or Brunson, doesn't matter. If Bridges goes to the Knicks, I would totally get a jersey. Really? Full-out jersey? Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I, I would probably get a Knicks shirt. And I, I never really gave a crap about the Knicks. <laughs> Always, I grew up a Nets fan, but I, I think I would have to go with a Bridges shirt. I have seen on one mock draft that they had Brunson to the Nets. If that happens, rest in peace. I really hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine Bridges to the Knicks and then Brunson to the Nets? They would, uh, their, their careers would uh, both be over before it even started. That's a shame. I really hope that some trade would happen where they go to somewhere that's actually competent. But hey, maybe Jalen turns around the Nets. You never know. <laughs> so obviously with these guys going, we are looking at possibly the largest roster turnover that Jay Wright has ever faced since coming to Villanova. I know that previously he had never had to replace four starters in a lineup. And granted, Dante DiVincenzo is quote-unquote the sixth starter. But officially looking, we have three new spots that need to be replaced. Right now, I guess the surefire starters for next year are Phil Booth and Eric Pascal. But how do you fill in the other three? Who are you putting? What does your starting five for the Villanova Wildcats look like at this point? here on may 31st 2018 we won't hold you to it okay okay thank god because we are we are quite a ways out and it is may and we're talking about college basketball uh honestly it's probably going to be the, the boring answer but quarterly point guard booth shooting guard cremo small forward i guess uh Pascal at the four, and then DCR at the five. I think that's pretty much the standard lineup right now, unless one of the freshman impresses coming in. I mean, but we know Jay, and he usually doesn't give uh, the mid-tier uh, freshman the, the go-ahead right away. So usually it likes to ease them in. So they might just defer to the grad transfer at first, and then maybe Samuels, Sliders later. I, I don't know, man. Whoever, one of those three, maybe they impress early on and then they take over the starting starting role there but as of right now that those are the starting five i say yeah jared's gonna have a lot of questions to answer this off season, but i think this this is hard because it's hard to fill out because obviously we know jay wright loves his veterans loves his experienced players but i think this will actually be a pretty young starting five i got quinterly phil booth i'm gonna go cole swider at the three and then pascal dcr to round out the five but that's how I see it right now. I have seen a lot of yeah, different. Yeah, that'd be cool. So right now, there's no right answer. Yeah, no, that that would be cool. I mean, look, it's it's May 31st. We have no idea what's going to happen, and apparently, I saw now, or I guess you would have better knowledge of it, that Villanova might be going after some transfer from Stanford, who's a center. To, I don't even know his name. Yeah, there's Reed Travis. He's a graduate transfer coming out of Stanford. He originally picked the Cardinal over Duke back when he was just a high schooler. Right now, it seems to be down to Kentucky and Villanova. ESPN has Kentucky as the favorite, but I think a lot is going to depend on basically playing time because <laughs> I, I don't think you come in as a grad transfer to sit out or ride the pine on your final year of eligibility. So I think a lot is going to depend on how the roster outlook is going to look at, at Kentucky because I think at Villanova, it's clear that you're going to get some PT. Yeah, I, I would assume he's the starting center if you were to transfer in i guess it is the draw of kentucky and calipari but 
why go there when you can go to a program that's won two championships in three years? Yeah, he definitely looks like an interesting prospect. For anyone who's following Reed Travis, he's not going to shut to the floor like Spellman did, but he is a pretty good post player on both ends of the court. Pretty good score from inside. So I think he'll definitely be a pretty nice boost. And he has great experience at Stanford. I've definitely seen him a few times just from seeing Stanford in a couple of those, I don't even know, those mid-season, early November tournaments. Just seeing them from there. And also with Joe Cremo, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend like I've seen an Albany basketball game. I'm not going to I'm not gonna lie and say I've seen the America East Conference. But from what I do know about Joe Cremo is apparently he's a pretty good shooter. And his stats are very impressive. In his previous season at Albany, he played in all 32 games, was a starter for all. He's been a two-year starter, lots of experience, and knockdown shooter. He scored just under 18 points per game, and he shot well over 40% from deep. In fact, it's 45.8 is the exact measurement. So I'm sure shooter shoot, there will be definitely a place for him in the Villanova rotation. Just don't know where, but right now a lot of people seem to favor him in the starting five conversation. I just left him out because I'm just not going to pretend that I've seen a lot of Albany basketball. Oh yeah, neither have I. I'm not act. I'm not going to act like I know anything about him uh, or American East basketball, like you said. But I, I'm just putting him in there just because I just know he's a he was one of the highly touted grad transfers, and I know Jay likes the vets, so throw him throw him right in there. And obviously, he can shoot based on his stats uh and i would assume that would uh favor well into uh playing into villanova's rotation so yeah uh, i'm excited to see him at least you know but yeah we have joe cremo in a lot of people view that as the quote-unquote replacement for dante DiVincenzo. we'll see he's definitely a shooter so uh, <laughs> no complaints there i mean 45.8 percent from deep that's pretty impressive and high score i don't think he's gonna score 17 a game but he's definitely going to get double digits. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. And if he turns out to be like a, I don't know, like a Kyle Korver, I'm not going to complain at all. Yeah, that, that would be fine. I mean, you can never have enough shooting, so that's fine with me. Reed Travis, though, would be a very big boost in the front court. I mean, it would definitely help the transition. I don't know where Painter, Delaney... DCRR in their development. I mean, obviously, we've seen them last season, and we don't know what kind of jump they're going to make going into this year, but he would definitely help be a nice buffer in between as we kind of sort that out. Because right now, you know, I liked what DCR brought to the table. Obviously, Panzer took a redshirt year, and we've seen that redshirt years are magical for Villanova players, but we're going to have to wait and see what he'll do in November. And Tim Delaney, he's kind of seems like an end of the rotation guy, but who knows? What can happen next year? So just kind of looking around, you know, DCR is still a little young. I did like his game, but to get a guy like Reed Travis, that would definitely be a big boost and would definitely help Villanova out for a year. But we're going to have to wait and see. Kentucky is the quote-unquote front runner, but we've heard this before, man. Re- recruiting, it's it's a never-ending carousel. You never know what can happen. Yeah, back back to your point about DCR, right? What a perfect opportunity for him to thrive and build upon last year and, and a year that, honestly, I don't know about you, but I didn't think he would really be much of a factor. But in uh, sheltered minutes, he, he played a, a pretty damn good game. He played a, a pretty damn good season. And I was real impressed with him last year. But full-time role, it's going to be a little tricky, I think, at first. But we'll see how he adapts. Uh, but I, I think he's up for the task. 
I, I think he can definitely handle it. Uh, obviously, it's, he's not going to be Omari Spelling. He's not going to be popping threes. Not going to be giving you the big time, big time coast to coast slams in in the NCAA tournament. But it'll be exciting to uh, to see what he can bring to the table. I, I think we he can get like any sort of improvement out of him. I think it'll be, do wonders for this team. We're now to wait and see where these guys are going to be when they get drafted. Once again, the draft is at the Barclays Center. It's coming up real soon. It's going to sneak up on us before we know it, but it's on June 25th at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Hopefully we see four guys go in the first round, but we're going to have to tune in and find out. We'll have an episode reacting to the draft, so keep an eye out for that. But for now, we're going to go back into a hiatus. Chris, I hope you've been enjoying this time. I know I have. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been good. It's been good to wake up a little later in the mornings, you know? It's, that's that's honestly been nice. Get a little extra hour or two of sleep. Yeah, that, yep, exactly. And uh, no no computer problems either for you, I'm, I'm assuming, of late. So that's a, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's all, it's all been fun. But this has been fun. Get, get, get a little get-together, you know, dust off the soundboard make sure this thing still works but thanks again for listening to the state of the nova nation if you haven't already please follow us at s-o-n-n pod on twitter and also please follow the mothership at view hoops on twitter that's also good for instagram also check back at viewhoops.com daily we will have all of your updates on just draft chatter any recruiting news any football signing stuff that's going on, pretty much anything that's going on from now until draft day, we will have you covered. We have some draft profiles coming up in the coming weeks. So keep an eye out for that and any other content that we have on our SB Nation mothership. It's been a blast. You can follow me, Eugene Repay, at Repay 5 And you can follow me, Chris Stanzial, at the Stanceman on Twitter. Nova Nation, hope you enjoy your Thursday. Everything is going to be good. And if you have any negative energy, do not direct it at Dante DiVincenzo or Mari Spellman. But rather, turn it to positive energy and just root for the fact that we might have four Villanovans going in the first round in June.